Hey, Julie. Hey, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. How was your week? Oh, my week. Gosh, I can't even think back to my week. Uh, (laughs) Good. My my week was was good. Actually, it started off last weekend. Um, I took Alex down to Roanoke for the only cyclocross race that has taken place this season in the Mid-Atlantic area. Um, And we had planned it several months ago, or maybe a couple months ago when they said they were going to be taking COVID, you know, the COVID safety plan in place and they had gotten the okay. So we had signed up when numbers were low and I felt like it would be pretty safe to drive down there, just stay in a hotel, be at the race outdoors all day and drive straight home. It's about a four hour drive. Uh, So we headed down this weekend and, you know, interestingly enough, as everyone now knows, our, the numbers are spiking and, as we were driving down, we heard on the radio that Virginia was putting into place new restrictions and that as of uh, Monday morning at 12.01, outdoor gatherings were going to be restricted to 25 people. So we realized that the race was going to be in by the skin of its teeth. And, and I definitely got nervous thinking, well, if they're shutting things down, why are we driving there? So I was a little bit um, anxious and you know we really we didn't stop anywhere on the way. We just went to the hotel, which was very a lot of, you know, all, obviously the uh, sanitized and went straight to our hotel room, what, ordered on the phone some food nearby at a restaurant, walked over, picked it up, went back, ate out on our balcony and uh, went to the race the next day. But, uh, you know, it's just um, underscored what we talked to Ken Racine about last week, that th- these races can happen if the race directors are uh, really cognizant of what needs to take place to keep everyone safe. And everyone was very respectful of personal space and of the um, the restrictions. And, and cyclocross races by their nature are in very big open places. They have to be very big venues to host a cyclocross race. You know, it's a park or a, um, interestingly enough for this one, it was a, a, a permanent cyclocross park that they have in Roanoke. So if you live in Roanoke, you can just go ride it anytime you want. So very big, very large Fallon Park. So very uh, conducive to spreading spreading out and it was great. And it was really nice, I thought, for Alex to be able to have one opportunity to get in a race. So that was that was our weekend. And then we got back and just back into the our you know what our our routine has been so how did alex how did alex do good question so this was alex's first time alex is now uh, moved up in an age group and unlike us when we move up in an age group and we kind of take a sigh of relief because now we're in the older age group for him to move up means he's moved up into an age group where he's so he's 14 and in cyclocross race you always race as a year older than your current age it's sort of complex explanation, but it's due to when the national championships take place um, every year. So he's racing as a 15 year old and the age group for for him now is 15 to 18. Oh, so you can imagine, yeah, you know, when he gets out there on the start line and I see him with these 18 year old men on the bike, you have a lot more power. And it was a little bit, and not only that, but the 13 to 14 races are typically shorter in duration. They're usually 30 minutes. And then when you go to 15 to 18, this one was 45 minutes. So it's a longer period of time and cyclocross races, unlike our uh, you know, a marathon or even like a longer triathlon cycle class, you are basically redlining it the, the entire time. So 50 minutes is a, or 45 minutes, really, I guess the race was, is a really long time through redlining. So he did really well. He ended up in the middle of the pack on the first day. Um, Fantastic. Which, yeah. Which for, you know, I think it's, it's hard for him to, to uh, adjust to because he was mm-hmm. always in the 
top of the pack, you know, or on the podium every time last year in 13 to 14. So that was a good uh, lesson in setting personal goals rather than goals that maybe, you know, in, in, in the age group and setting personal goals. And I think uh, seeing that just lit a little fire under him too, because as soon as we got back, he got on top of um, setting up his Zwift account, which we were just talking a little bit about. But Zwift is an online platform for riding in a virtual world, and you can get a smart trainer and ride with power, and you can ride with people all from all over the world. You can do races and rides and training rides, but it's a really effective, just like your Peloton, it's a really effective training tool for cyclists, because first of all, you're not out on the roads, uh, you know, where you have to worry about traffic or slowing down or stopping at stoplights or weather or any hazards. Um, and, and it's controlled. So if you're doing a training, a training ride, and it tells you, you should be at a certain number of Watts for a certain number of minutes, the smart trainer will force you to be in those Watts. Um, so it'll increase the resistance if you slow down or, um, you know, it, it, it basically in erg mode will normalize those Watts. So it's a really controlled way to train. It's like, if we told a runner to go out and hit a certain, um, you know, we would never tell them, but you know, a certain heart rate or a certain, um, zone, uh, and in some way they were forced, you know, increase the wind or increase the hill to make them get into that zone. Uh, it's really, it, it dials it in for you. So, you know, as soon as he got home, he was making sure his Zwift account was set up. He was making plans to go out to ride with some of his really fast friends because I can no longer, um, push him as much as he needs to. <laughs> Really, I told him, I said, I've gotten you as fast as I can. We ride at the same pace now and I can't go any faster. And, and the way you get faster, especially in cycling, is riding with faster people. And Not so, with running necessarily, cycling. Not with running. Nope, it's very <laughs> different. But with cycling, if you're in a group, especially because you're taking advantage of a draft and you're riding with a group, when you ride with faster people, you generally get stronger and get faster. So he was already, he, I, I took him yesterday during his lunch break from school, drove him down to Bethesda to meet a group of guys that ride pretty darn fast. And I waited for him for an hour and actually relevant to us, I dropped him off in Bethesda and I went to the Capitol Crescent Trail and ran for an hour while I waited for him to get back from his ride. And they did a ride and pushed him, you know, he was, he said he, you know, he had to push to keep up to these guys. And, um, but like I said, I think it, the, the experience at the race kind of lit a fire of like, he's got, if he wants to get back up to the top of this age group, especially he's going to have to, to work and train. So it was, it was a great experience. It was nice to get away and have a change of scenery because now I feel like we're pretty locked down, <laughs> not going anywhere now. And, you know, uh, races here are getting canceled. Obviously we have new restrictions in place in, in Maryland and Virginia now. So, um, you know, and to that end, you just sent me an article today from the Washington Post. And we talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, the JFK 50, which is a, a very longstanding race, um, it's uh, obviously 50, 50 mile race. And um, it's supposed to take place this weekend. And apparently the Washington Post got wind of it. And instead of the Post um, reporting on how they have all these COVID precautions in place, which they did, if you read the article all the way through, the headline was sort of like, how dare they have a race when there's restrictions. And um, I feel like you know, after our talk with Ken Racine last week and our separate experiences with observing how races can happen with COVID precautions, I feel like that article being in the Washington Post, uh, slamming the running community for having a race, I feel like it may have an impact. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm not saying that it's going to have a huge impact. I think that's up to race directors and 
municipalities to figure out what works, but it's definitely, I could see all the comments already within the post article of people not really familiar with how it works saying, how dare they do this? So, um, I understand that the JFK 50 is more of a national race. It does bring in people from all over, but it's not, it didn't sell out at all this year. And I have to believe that the people for the most part who decide to do this race are not flying or anything, but, um, you know, it's a trail race and by nature, trail races are socially distanced. Um, I actually had the opportunity on Saturday to volunteer at our local 50 miler trail race, the stone mill 50, which was, is the only race so far in 2020 that, uh, the Montgomery County Roadrunners club was able to put on and it, except it for Germantown, Germantown five miler. Right, right. That's true. But that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, this was the only two they're going to happen. Yeah. The only two, this was nothing short of a miracle that it happened. They pulled it off. I'm so proud of the club. They did such an amazing job. Um, normally at my water stop that I share with, um, fellow runner, Kevin Yates, there's usually a big group of us and they really limited the number of people that would be able to provide volunteer support wisely because you can't socially distance at a water stop when there's multiple people and they made sure everyone is over 18. So it was just Kevin and me. We set up a stop at mile 14.8 runners came through. Everybody was masked. Um, everybody was six feet apart. Um, and we had gloves. They didn't grab food. We would pour food into their hands. I mean, it was all very well done and, um, everyone had their own hydration. They would fill up their water bottles. We would pour a pitcher into it. It was so well thought out and, everyone was distanced enough that it wasn't an issue. And uh, I know from all accounts, the race went really well. So yet another win in the book of how to race through COVID, it worked out and everyone seemed very happy with it. So congratulations to the Montgomery County Roadrunners Club and Barry Hauptman for pulling that off. That was quite a feat. Um, So yeah, so speaking of uh, racing, we had two of our runners last weekend pull off some amazing feats themselves. Um, first up, we briefly mentioned it last week, uh, Pete out of San Francisco, he drove to Nevada and ran the rebel Mount Charleston race last Friday. It was over the course of two days. You could run the race and he achieved a nine minute PR um, in the marathon. It's a marathon, right? In the marathon. Amazing, amazing job, Pete. He ran a 314. Um, so another BQ. And Pete yeah. was one who had qualified for his first Boston with us for this year. And then sadly, and much to our disappointment, did not actually get to go run it in Hopkinton. So now he's got another time under his belt. We hope he'll be able oh, to use for a future, a future Boston. There's more with Pete. He's also a runner who the first time he BQ'd, he didn't have a buffer, a sufficient buffer to actually be able to enter the race. So he's now BQ'd three times and has not yet run Boston, but he really approached his training with such joy. And I'm, I'm just so proud of him. The way he approached his training, he understood that he didn't know what it would look like. He didn't know if he'd actually be able to get to this race but he just kept plugging along every rate, every run he did, he would say that was really fun or if something was challenging. He'd say it was really challenging. Always positive. Always positive. So, Love the, the positivity. So positive, such 
powerful, such a powerful message about positivity, certainly during these times. And even his drive, he did this nine hour drive. Instead of complaining that it was nine hours, his 14 year old daughter made this like fun map and sort of wrote out where he should stop for food, um, some fun facts along the way. And um, he, he actually like got certain barbecue and certain places based on her recommendations um, took lots of pictures and yeah, he said he had, he had a great time and also had a great time. And, uh, he followed our race plan to a T and that's another thing. This was a net downhill race. He easily could have started out the gate very fast. It was a fast course. He didn't, he started out as we advised him 10 to 20 seconds slower than his goal race pace. And, um, during the last 6.2, he was able to just crush it. And um, we're just super proud of him. So second achievement uh, was our runner, Kim Bear. We've been working with Kim for seven years. And we, Kim is an amazing runner, naturally talented runner. Kim got COVID in February and Kim couldn't run. And yet she decided after she was cleared and by a doctor and after she was feeling better that she wanted to try and train for a marathon and Richmond, which is what she was supposed to run was, uh, not canceled, but rather they set up the Richmond marathon on a unique self-time course where you could run it over the course of several days last week. And while it wasn't considered to be a BQ race, because I don't know why Boston didn't allow it to be a BQ. Frankly, they should have, there was core support. It's a certified course. It was timed. They didn't. But nonetheless, the New York Marathon allowed it to be a qualifier. So her goal in running it was to BQ and qualify for New York and just go out there and crush it. So Kim, um, once she started training, she did all of her runs at an easy pace initially until she felt completely better, peppered in a little bit of speed work. We put in some more toward the end of her cycle, but it was a relatively short marathon training cycle because she had to first recover. And thank God she did. And she had an incredible race. She too had a huge PR. She ran a 332. Um, I believe that was a seven minute PR. Is that right, Lisa? I think that's what it, she said. Yes. I think that's what yes. it was a seven minutes. Yep. I'm sorry, not a 3.32. I'm sorry, I missed. It was 3.30. She was 3.30.57. Yes, 3.30.57. And she did that without support in terms of uh, water stops, none of that, just- uh, No crowds. Nope, nothing. Same with Pete, no crowds. They both eked out these PRs. So uh, we are incredibly proud of both of our runners. We're always proud of our runners, but these two had to- overcome a few hurdles, um, individually to get, get these, uh, big PRs and regardless of what their times were, we'd be super proud of them, but what great stories. And, uh, we as coaches are so joyful as a result, because anytime our runners get to go out there and race these days is just an amazing feat, let alone achieve a PR. So congratulations to both of them. Yeah. So, awesome. It's so awesome. So speaking of goals and people hitting PRs, our speed and strength program is coming to a wrap up this week. And our runners who have participated are going to be doing a one mile time trial to kind of gauge their progress. And uh, we're excited to see that. And we've put it on Thanksgiving as kind of a um, turkey trot time trial type of celebration. Uh, 
and um, and we're going to wrap up that program. And we've had such a good program this week. We had Kelly Redman on our weekly Zoom call. Kelly is one of our trainers that has given us um, several of our weekly strength training routines, and she really talked us through figuring out how to fit strength in and how to structure it, because that I know for a lot of us is a, is a struggle of like, we know we should be doing strength. We are not motivated to find the time always. And when we do find the time, we kind of struggle with what exactly do I do? I know there are things I should be doing. So it was really great to have her on. So that program has been really, um, we weren't sure how it was going to go virtually. And I think it went really well virtually. I feel like everyone got to connect over the weekly calls and uh, really enjoyed the, the, the workouts. And, and the beauty of being virtual is that if it didn't work out to do a work, track workout on the scheduled Thursday, people could move it around. So this week coming up, they'll be doing their one mile time trials. We will wrap up that program. And then after Thanksgiving in December, we will open up a winter program that will be focused on some maintenance and some building from, from where everybody is now. So kind of building this, this program we just did was pretty low mileage and focused more on intensity. And now we're going to shift and focused on building some base of mileage while still keeping a little bit of that intensity in, but shifting kind of the focus. Um, all We always tell our runners that training should be periodized and you shouldn't stick with one type of training for too long because your body adapts. And um, so we're going to shift it up and mix it up a little bit. And we will announce that after Thanksgiving and open up registration for a December start for the next program. So if people are interested, we had people from all over the country participate in our speed and strength program. And um, that's the beauty of a virtual program as well. For sure. And speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, we mentioned this last week as well, but we just want to remind uh, all of our listeners out there that if you plan to run on Thanksgiving day, whether you plan to race, jog, walk, whatever that looks like, please uh, take a photo and tag us or share it directly on our Facebook page or tag us on Instagram. And for every photo um, of you running on Thanksgiving day or trotting, we are donating $5 to Mana Food Bank, our local food bank up to $200. We hope that we'll easily achieve that amount. We know we have a very generous and busy community on Thanksgiving day. And we hope that this gives everyone incentive if you just aren't feeling it this year to get out there and trot on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, bring your family, get your kids out, get your family out and, um, and just take a picture and put it on one of our social media accounts. Yeah, or on your own and tag us. That's on your own tag us exactly. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. All for a good cause. Yep. Yay. Awesome. Yay. So, um, next up, we are doing something really fun for this podcast. We had a lot of fun preparing for this one. So, uh, who doesn't like it. to shop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not Oprah, but we decided to uh, take her phrase, favorite things, and. We are going to next up share with all of you, Lisa and Julie's favorite things. And we really thought hard about this list. We divided it into categories and we hope that it will give everyone out there some ideas for gift giving for others or for yourself. And we um, also talk about this, but we will hyperlink everything so that you can easily, after you listen to the podcast, click on and see what we were talking about. And if anything interests you, you can go ahead and click on the links. This is not sponsored by anyone. We just, these are all products and apparel, et cetera, that we believe in, that we use, or that we feel is really quality stuff. Uh, 
small businesses, large businesses, women-owned businesses, uh, Black-owned businesses. We just really tried to put some thought into this to make sure that lots of folks are represented as we went through this list. And, and we have an extra special treat for everyone listening today. And that is, if you share our podcast, you can either share this episode or just generally share our podcast, whether on your social media or some other fashion and tag us. We will count that as an entry for you to enter and win one Lululemon gift card. Um, as many of you know, we are Lululemon ambassadors. We believe in the company. We love supporting the company. So we also love supporting you. We hope that you love supporting our podcast. So it's all good and supportive. So again, all you need to do is listen to our podcast, spread the word, and every time we see you share it, one entry per person, that is an entry to win a Lululemon gift card, which we will announce um, within the next two weeks. We'll give people enough time to share. How's that yeah, sound? People need a chance to listen, listen, get caught up on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I think that sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. So anyway, and thank you to everybody who listens yeah. and to spreads spreads the word about the podcast. It's um, We always love hearing that people all over the country and all over the world listen, and it's been so fun to connect with them. So thanks for helping us spread, spread that through your networks. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to be off from podcasting next week because next week is Thanksgiving, but we'll be back the week after that. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun guests over the winter to keep you company while you run. So anyway, anything else, Lisa? That's it on my end. All right. So next up are our favorite things. So keep on listening. Lisa, have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving, Julie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. Are you enjoying our podcasts and coaching advice? Do you feel like some guidance and accountability could help you stay motivated and focused during these uncertain pandemic times? We love connecting with our listeners and collaborating to make training work for your goals, your life, your personality. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, we want to offer any new clients $20 off the first month of coaching, which is normally $150. Email us at julieandlisa at runfartherandfaster.com to set up a time to connect over the phone to learn more. And be sure to mention this special offer as one of our loyal listeners. All right, so we're gonna we're 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 starting to think holidays already and gift giving, and we thought this would be a great opportunity to go through some of our favorite running gear. We've been talking a lot about this with our runners in our speed and strength program each week. Seems to be the common thread of the questions is gear, uh, and what you know what we like and what gear we've used. So we put together a, a list of our favorite things that we want to run through for those who are looking to maybe buy themselves a gift for the holidays or just for any reason, or if you're looking for gifts for your, for your running friends. For sure. And if you're listening to this while you're running and don't worry, we will make sure to attach a document with hyperlinks. Um, we'll put it in our show notes, which doesn't always have hyperlinks. So we'll direct you to a landing page where you can find uh, hyperlinks to all of the products that we're, we're sharing today. So this is going to be a fun episode. 
I love shopping. I love running I, stuff. I love so. talking about running gear and, and just, yeah. you know, we worked on this list together, but you had added some that I hadn't even heard of. And I was already right before we got on this was going to the websites to put in some orders because I thought, Oh, that looks really, I need that. So this is a lot of fun. So we want a fun distraction uh, to keep ourselves busy and, and give us something to look forward to getting some stuff in the mail. This is your opportunity. So let's, uh, we, we divided the year into several categories and we're going to start with safety gear because we always talk about um, making sure we're staying safe and illuminated, especially now that the days are shorter. So one item that we both particularly love is a fleece beanie that has an LED light in it. So double purpose of keeping your head warm and your ears warm, but also illuminated, both illuminating you and the road in front of you to see. So there's a power cap fleece LED beanie hat with lights. Uh, and that's on panthervision.com for $19.99 and lots of patterns and different colors. So like I said, multi-purpose warmth and illumination. Yeah. I like them better for me than, um, actually wearing, um, traditional headlamps. It's just not as heavy. Headlamps sometimes, um, can cause like you to feel like a little dizzy from it. And these, the light is actually flat against the beanie. So it's really nice. You don't get dizzy. You don't have that headache that you sometimes get from wearing headlamps. Or have to adjust it over another hat or ear warmers or something like that. I always feel like it digs into my forehead or it doesn't always sit right or fit right or you start running and it's, you know, doesn't feel comfortable. So this is in the hat. You don't even feel it. And uh, just a great, a great multi-purpose, multi-purpose gift or, or gear for any runner. Yeah. Or, or, or dog walker, dog walking, yeah. hiking, whatever you're doing out in the dark. Speaking of dog walking, there is, the next product actually is available for dogs and runners. It's called the Knox Gear Tracer 360. And this product is super popular, at least in our area. We posed the question on our social media pages yesterday. Um, what are some of your favorite things as a runner? What's something you can't live, live without? And several people responded with Knox Gear Tracer 360. And um, that is basically a neon light that you wrap around yourself over your clothing and they sell different forms of it. Uh, the one we like is the Tracer 360. The price point is $50, but there are constantly coupon codes to bring that price down. And on that same website, their Knox gear is available for your dogs that you can put um, on your dogs. They can also be illuminated in the dark. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you can set them to flash to change colors. So there, anytime I see somebody with Knox gear on, they're very visible. So definitely makes you safer in the dark. Uh, another safety gear that we love that I know I've had for years and wear every day is my Road ID. And I know you have it too. And Road ID comes in wristbands or a shoe. You can get a shoe plate for your shoe. And it just has your emergency contact, has your name. Your, and you, you can customize it to add whatever information. I've got my name, uh, my you know emergency phone contacts. You can put allergy information. And it's really just in the unlikely but unfortunate event if you are not able to let somebody know what you know your information they have it right there um cyclists a lot of cyclists in our cycling community that's kind of where i found in the first place was in the cycling community so it doesn't matter if you're a runner or a cyclist or just somebody who you know maybe you've got a kid who has an allergy or somebody who's diabetic so definitely a must-have and like i said i just wear mine all the time my my wristband is just a nice like uh, neoprene i guess wristband and it's got the plate on it and you can even get ones that are interchangeable if you want to color color coordinate or you can put one on your shoe 
I have seen them also though on you. They now have ones that clip onto any type of uh, watch you have. So they fit perfectly with a Garmin or the Apple smartwatch. So they do make bands that um, sync with uh, your particular device, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is something that um, I'm actually wearing mine right now. I call them sort of my quarantine accessory. They are Aftershocks phone conduction headphones. They start at $79.95, but again, there are lots of coupon codes. We would love, love, love for Aftershocks to be a sponsor of our podcast, but they aren't right now, but they sponsor many other podcasts, including uh, Allie on the Run and often, I believe, um, Lindsay Hines' podcast, I'll Have Another. Uh, they often have coupon codes on their websites that you can use to get a discount for your aftershocks. What I love most about them, and we've talked about them before on this podcast, is that they allow you to hear ambient noise very, very easily. So if you are out running uh, by yourself, which most of us are doing these days, it's very safe to wear aftershocks, allows you to hear what's going on while also listening to your podcast. Um, I also wear them when I ride my um, bike inside. I, I ride my Peloton. I often put on aftershocks. I'm just someone who is more motivated to continue a long ride by listening to a good podcast than music sometimes. So for me, it's a good distraction. I know that's not what everyone else does, but I kind of like being able to hear the ambient noise just because um, that way, if there's a cue being given to me on my bike, I can actually hear it. <laughs> Great. Uh, the next one is kind of combines two of our favorite uh, qualities of a, of a product. First is arm warmers. We both really like arm warmers. Those are more for days where, you know, you're going to wear short sleeves and you want something that you can maybe push down eventually. Um, but also reflect reflectivity. So Wazelle has reflective arm warmers and anytime we can get gear that has some reflectivity in it that's built into it is a bonus, especially when the days are shorter. Yeah, and Lisa, why don't you talk about the next one too? It's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, we struggled at the beginning of the pandemic with masks and running with masks and what's comfortable and what's easy to pull up and down um, because we really feel like if you're not running with anyone in sight, you don't need to have a mask up. But when you approach somebody, you should be able to pull it up. So at first, the buffs were the easy thing to do. And then there were studies that show the buffs may not be as effective. And then there were studies that show that that may not be true. But there's a lot of uncertainty over the uh, the efficacy of, of buffs or, uh, you know, neck gaiters. So we looked for something else and I ordered, uh, and we both got him the Zensa performance mask, which is, um, has two straps that go around your neck and over your head. So it's not your ear strap. So you're not having to take them off your ears and on your ears. I just pull it down around my neck and then can easily pull the head strap up around the back of my head to let the mask come back up. It's thick um, and safe, but breathable, and a technical fabric just like Zensa's compression gear, so it doesn't get really sweaty and wet and gross, and it um, is breathable, so when I do have it up, even now, in the colder weather, I, I keep it up a lot longer just to stay warm anyway, so it's not uncomfortable, but it was not uncomfortable in the summer either, so that's the mask that I've found that I um, you know, have ordered a bunch of because that has been most comfortable for me for workouts, for running, um, or if I have to wear it on the bike or something like that. And not to mention when you ran the Natsab Marathon, that was the mask you used, which is mandatory at races, obviously, at least the beginning and after a race. So you want a mask that is comfortable enough that you can pull it up during the race, but also that won't get all nasty and sweaty um, when you have to keep putting it up and down. Yeah, or and and that can easily come down. You can kind of tuck it inside your shirt, and it, you don't even know it's there. And you can use it versus one you have to take off your ears and maybe stuff in a pocket or something. And that, yeah, it, it's it's very it's 
to me, it's been very easy and the best solution for me for masks when, when running or exercising. Okay, great. So we're going to move on from safety gear um, for gifts to rehab, prehab gear for gifts. This is our second care category of gift giving. And um, the probably one of the hottest items over the past few years for rehab and prehab, it's definitely um, an expensive price point, but I got I to gotta say I absolutely love mine, is percussive therapy guns. I have a Theragun. Um, I've used a Hypervolt um, can't recommend one over the other. I think they're both terrific products. Um, if this is something that you wanted, I will tell you from personal experience that uh, this time of year, Black Friday sales is the best time to pick one up. Uh, I got mine at a pretty good discount last year as a result of waiting until Black Friday. And um, I actually, we actually gifted a friend of ours um, who needed one, who was, who was going through a tough time, a uh, group of us chipped in and, and got one for her. Also, we used um, a coupon code slash discount. It was just um, randomly discounted on Amazon one day. So while we encourage people to shop local, um, I got to say, I've often seen sales of the Theragon and Hypervolt on Amazon. I also, oddly, have seen it on sale. This is so random. On Bloomingdale's.com. I don't know if it's because, you know how, like, when you do searches of things, it'll auto-populate into other websites. So I'll get, like, these advertisements from Bloomingdale's that'll be like, get your Theragun. So, apparently, uh, people are buying them at Bloomingdale's. And so, if you are someone who shops there and you have, like, those $25 uh, gift cards that you accumulate, you can use that toward a Theragun. So oh, that's shopper a great idea. tip there. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, a good shopper tip. And, uh, yeah. and if you're looking to give a gift to somebody like, you know, you want to get a nicer gift for somebody, you're looking for like a higher end gift to give someone. That is something that a lot of runners haven't treated themselves to because of the price point. So if, if that's what somebody's looking for, it's a good, it's a nice gift at that higher, a little bit higher price point. Why don't you talk about the second one? Okay, so one of our clients, Deb Levy, who always has such, like, she always has fun finds that she'll pass along to us. She sent us an email a few weeks ago, and she's like, I picked this up off the of Amazon. It was majorly on sale. It's called the Napo Food Foot Massager with Heat. So it looks like a scale, kind of. So you step on it, and you turn it on, and it, like, produces warmth and massage for your feet. So um, you can keep it like under your desk where you like put your feet on it and yes. it, like has like a massage ball. So it's all of the stuff we recommend like in one, you know, the, the you know, we often recommend rolling a lacrosse ball under your foot to loosen it up and heat. It's all together in one. And it looks so good as I love heat and I love heat in the winter, like my little heat, you know, heat thing I've got next to me, my heat lamp I've got next to me. And I looked at that. I said, that looks like amazing <laughs> to have that okay. on your desk. It's, it's awesome. She, like the day that she passed it along to us, it was, it was on sale on Amazon. I believe it was $30.99. So, um, I put it in my cart and, um, yeah, I ended up buying it. So How is I have it? it. My whole family uses it. We love it. Um, I have it like behind my couch. So we'll all take turns like throughout the day, occasionally just turning it on and stepping on it and standing on it for a few minutes. It's super relaxing. And now that the temperatures are colder on a cold day, it serves a dual purpose of keeping your feet warm. And, um, it's actually or warming really them up after you get back from like a cold run or that sounds amazing. I am totally doing it. That's exactly what I'm using it for right now. So, and you know, they say like, if your feet are happy, then it's sort of you know, affects the rest of your body, starts at the feet. So that's what reflexology like, is all about. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. It's also like a mental health product. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Good. Okay. So Lisa, you talk about the next Speaking one. Of feet, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of feet, I was 
gosh, now a year, a year ago, right? A year ago when I was running the, wow, it is exactly a year ago or just a little bit over a year ago. I was running the Marine Corps Marathon 50K and about two weeks before had a flare up of plantar fasciitis, which I've never, knock on wood, had before. And luckily, knock on wood, not had after, but it was this random flare up of plantar fasciitis. And our friends at ProAction Therapy and Rachel Miller did a great job taking good care of me and getting me into therapy. But um, what really also helped was wearing UFUs shoes, which are um, sandal type shoes that have kind of like a, a really good supportive, they're called recovery shoes. And um, they've got a really good supportive base. Uh, and I highly recommend them to anybody who's having any feet problem, Achilles issues, plantar fasciitis. And we've recommended them to our runners who've had uh, had plantar fasciitis or Achilles issues. And they have, the feedback has been tremendous. And, and that's, uh, you know, when I, somebody had recommended them to me and said, you've got to try these. It's the only thing that helped my plantar fasciitis. And I love them. I wear them around the house. I even wear them in winter with socks because um, they are, they have a whole line of different um, styles. So you can get different styles, but I've got the just standard slip on sandals and they are tremendous. And I would say just for even recovery issues. So after you do a long run or after you've done a hard workout and you come back, instead of walking around the house barefoot, put on UFUs and they are, they're like, they're, they're heavenly and they really help. And that's also a way to support your local running store because most local running stores, including our local running store, RNJ Sports, sells UFUs. And so that's a way to shop local and purchase a product um, that's really beneficial for recovery. Yep. So the next two um, we'll put together foam roller and yoga block. So both those are really, uh, I believe, necessary recovery tools to have in your toolbox. And the price point for both of these is relatively low. So I feel like that's a great stocking stuffer type gift is to buy your favorite runner if they don't already have one, a foam roller and yoga block. Yoga blocks um, not only can be used for yoga, but they're also like, if you're someone that does a lot of uh, strength training, we hope that any, everyone listening is one of those people and you do some core strength. For some people, there's certain core strength exercises that just don't feel always right or you, you have trouble connecting um, in terms of connecting some of your core muscles to what what you're supposed to be doing. Often I find when I put a yoga block between my knees, when I'm doing core exercises, particularly on my back, it really helps me sort of engage better. So I use a yoga block a lot when I'm doing core strength exercises. I find it to be very handy. So um, both of those often can be purchased as, it's purchased as stores like Five Below, um, Target, and things like that. So uh, if you don't mind, I'll jump into the third one, which is weights. Similarly, Lisa, where have you seen um, weights lately? Because I'm, I'm having trouble. A great question because it came up last night actually on our, on our weekly Zoom call. Um, the weights have been like out of stock in a lot of the big box stores that we're talking about small like hand weights like um, dumbbells. And they can be hard to find. Uh, a couple of our runners last night mentioned um, that they found them on eBay. So that's one place to look. But um, really funny, uh, ironically, we are on, uh, my son actually, Alex, is on a list, uh, the email list for a local auction house called Rasmus, R-A-S-M-U-S. And they often, and especially now, unfortunately, are doing liquidations of gyms. So gyms that are closing, they have them up, all of their equipment up for auction. And right now, I just checked one of the gyms that they have up for, you know, items for auction. Um, their weights, their looks like a little older dumbbells, but they're starting, their, their bids right now are at like 70 cents. So I'm sure those will go up in the next couple of days before the auction closes, but it's kind of a creative idea to look into your local auction um, sites. 
that may do auctions of, of businesses that are foreclosed. As I was on the site last night, I was looking, there are also some furniture stores that are closing. So if you need any really nice furniture, like beds, fire pits for outdoors, outdoor furniture, they're also liquidating those. And uh, usually the requirement is that you go pick it up. So you should find a local one. This one, most of the um, places that are closing are in Virginia or in Maryland. So you have to go drive on a certain day at a certain time to pick up whatever you end up bidding on. But um, we've seen many, um, unfortunately, the Planet Fitnesses or other gym chains that are closing that have to sell off their their um, equipment. And so if you're looking to build your home gym, um, this one that I'm talking about in particular, there are treadmills, there are big gym equipment, there are bikes, um, all sorts of equipment that you can bid on. There are weight benches and um, racks to hold weights and just all of the gym equipment that you'd imagine is in a gym that needs to be um, moved out. So um, that's where I would say to look for weights. Okay, so the local one is called Rasmus. That's so not a national site. It's just local too. I don't. Yeah, I think they're just local. I have to look more closely, but it's R A S M U S auction. Okay. Again, I think there are auction houses like them all over the country. Yeah, super sad. Um, hate that gyms are closing. Um, it sucks, but yeah, that's a great way to take advantage of it. So, um, okay. So the next one is a find. I'm I'm a little obsessed with this. So for people who are looking for alternatives for cross training and you do not have those alternatives in your home and you don't want to go to a gym, but you just feel that you can't and nor should you run every single day, but want a different cross training option. We have one for you um, at a reasonable price point. It, it is called the smart jump rope by tan Graham factory. So this price point, it starts at $79.95, but again, I did a quick search and there was a coupon code so you can get it for $59.95. It's a smart rope, a smart rope, jump rope. It's an LED embedded jump rope that displays your fitness workout data in midair as you jump. So for data junkies like me and you, where like you like the idea of doing something, but you kind of want to know how long, how long, yeah, feedback. This is amazing. And it has an app. It syncs to an app too. So like you can compete with like your family members. Like you can all have the app. And I think I haven't looked closely at it, but I looked at it quickly when you sent it last night and there's an app. So it counts your, you know, it's just like a, you know, like an activity tracker and it, it connects to your phone, which is cool. For sure. And jump rope is a very complimentary cross training exercise to running. Um, with the caveat of just like anything else, introducing it gradually because we don't want yes. any stress fractures or anything like that from somebody who decides to jump rope for an hour, five times a week. Correct. Um, but it, it's got the plyometrics, it's got the feedback. And uh, I remember many years ago, I w was at a checkup with my doctor, my primary care physician, and he, he, it was a runner at the time and he looked so good um, since the year before when I had seen him and he said, you know what I've been doing differently? And I said, what? And I expected him to say like intervals or something like that. He said, I've been jumping rope a few times a week. He said, it's really made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference in my running and it's, it's also caused me to lose a little weight. So um, I personally am a terrible jump roper, but I'm obsessed with this. And this may be what I need to give me a kick in the pants to actually give it a try again, because I think this is a really, really cool idea, especially this winter when we're not going to gyms um, and we're doing uh, our fitness uh, either at home or outside for the most part. Yep. And like you said, jump roping, we have in our drills that we give our runners, we give them jump rope drills to improve cadence. So, and, and improve that spring mechanism off the ground, your body's springing capabilities. So definitely even as a drill for running or warm up for running, it's, it's great. So 
Um, and then the last thing we have on our list is something we talked about last night on our weekly call, which we, where we had um, our one of our favorite trainers, Kelly Redmond, on the call, and we asked her what kind of gear you equipment that she recommends runners have in their house. And one of the top uh, pieces of equipment she recommended were um, resistance bands. And those are very inexpensive. You can get them on Amazon. Um, uh, you can get them through your local sporting goods store, but they're different resistance. They usually come in a pack with different, very light resistance to very heavy resistance. And you can use them for just about any exercise to help better engage your glutes and work your hips. Yes, absolutely. And they're, and they're $11.95. That's, I mean, that's a great price point. So we'll hyperlink the specific ones that Kelly recommended, but again, $11.95 for those. And you can do lots with those. So our next category of gift giving is accessory. We put it, the category is called accessories slash decor. So uh, Lisa, why don't you talk about the first accessory that you yeah. love? So the first accessory that I love, and this is funny, it's actually our um, profiles for our MCRC run, uh, racing team. Uh, when we had runner profiles, they asked us, what's your must-have piece of running gear? And this was my must-have piece of running gear. It still is to this day. I've used it probably for almost every year, all of the years I run, uh, is a spy belt, S-P-I. B-E-L-T, I think um, it is a, I think it, I forget what it, I think it was, it's for something personalized, like small personal uh, instrument <laughs> belt is what it stood for, but it's basically um, a small pouch that wraps, that buckles around your, around your waist, and um, I use it for my phone, I've used it for race nutrition, I've used it for my keys, I've used it for basically anything you need to carry with you, it, it stays in place, it doesn't bounce, and um and i even because i use it as a runner i even really use it as my purse like i will still carry it around just with my phone in it and my wallet you know my my cards in it and so i don't have to carry it first so um for travel it's great for travel i've always found it great for travel so um there are other um belts too like a, a flip belt um a koala clip is a new one that we've heard of that goes behind for women especially men can use it on their on their um short on their pant band or waistband but it's a koala clip can clip on the back of your sports bra so it's like kind of right behind you just reach behind your back and pull pull it out to hold your phone so some type of phone key holder again my favorite is a spy belt but there are others out there as well a question we get a lot is how do i carry my hydration and of course that is personal preference and in fact there was recently an article in runner's world uh, i think it was published two days ago that said what is the best way to carry your hydration and the conclusion of the water of the uh, article was it's personal preference and there really is no right uh, hydration uh, carrying model it used to be people thought that it would be better to have a, a waste carrying device where you have equilibrium with uh, water on either side and people would say that a handheld was not good because it could change your running form but at least according to this study it didn't matter so to that end, um, one of our runners, Nicole Davis, uh, recommended the Ultimate Direction Ultra Jenny Water Pack. It's a vest and it's super comfortable. So if you are a trail runner or if you are a road runner but you do not like to carry water and you like to have it e easily accessible, especially in the winter, so you don't have to like grab a cold water with your hand, you know, with your mittens on and all that stuff, this is a great option. Uh, you can find this at REI. I'm sure there are more locally owned stores that carry it as well, but we found it online at REI and with a coupon, it starts at a hundred dollars. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and then another, obviously a gift, either for yourself or for the runner in your life that may not have one, a Garmin is always a really, we've always found Garmin to be just the gold standard for, uh, for GPS watches. And there are all different uh, models. So from kind of a lower price point with very basic, uh, basic functions to really high tech functions. Um, but even the most basic will get you connection to Garmin Connect, which is where you can look at your stats, where you can see your routes, your paces, kind of monitor your 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 progress. And and for us, I know, and this goes to kind of our next point, but the accountability and just seeing your progress um, in numbers and data is 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 often um, really helpful for runners, especially now when we don't have any races and um, and and getting that feedback uh, from your watch. So just kind of parlaying that into the next one, which is a coaching service. So we get a lot of uh, runners who come to us as, as a, a family member has given them the gift of coaching and they sign them up for a month or two months or three months of coaching. And what a great gift to uh, be able to give somebody is that um, kind of that luxury, because it really is a luxury to have a coach, but that luxury of having a coach and um, being able to get some structure to your workout. So we, we always offer that gift cards or the ability for somebody to give that as a gift. Um, and that's, you know, not to be self-serving, but that's, we think it's always, anytime we get those runners coming or their, their family or friends that want to give them a gift, we always think that's such a nice, such a thoughtful, a thoughtful gift. And you'll be supporting a small business called Run Farther and Faster. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So uh, similarly, another way to support small business, especially during these times, is to purchase a race entry. Now, it may sound ridiculous because races are virtual right now, but they are coming back. And we know that the races are also here. And as many of you listened to our podcast last week with Ken Racine, races are happening. And so reach out to a local race director or race company that you love and ask them if they are doing anything with uh, gift cards. And chances are they are. And that would be a great gift to purchase for someone, um, knowing that eventually races will return. It also will give your loved one or friend who's bummed about races not happening some hope. Oh, thank you so much for purchasing this for me. I'm going to put this on my calendar and when it happens, I will train for it and think of you. Uh, next one. Uh, well, I would put, you know, we have a couple on here that are um, more decor, but metal holders. We always ask, people always ask, like, where do I put all my medals? And mine personally are in a shoebox upstairs. It's getting kind of full and heavy. Um, but there are so many on Etsy is one place in particular. So many uh, metal holders that you can mount on the wall and um, and and hang your medals there. Uh, I have one of our runners, Chris Adams, her her husband and son actually made her, made her one. So if you have some, if you're handy, you can, you could make one, but if not, going online and looking Etsy, supporting those small individual businesses. Same thing with artwork. If you just go on Etsy and search for runner artwork, um, what I think is really nice sometimes, um, uh, actually I saw one recently, somebody made the Boston Marathon poster. The, there's an official poster from the Boston Marathon that has everybody's name on it and it's available in a, in a PDF, I mean, or JPEG. It's available in a high resolution JPEG and somebody made it into a puzzle for somebody I know. So what a great Aww. idea to take a picture like that might mean something to them of a marathon, like a picture of them at a marathon or a picture from their marathon or um, whatever it might be and have it made into a puzzle. It's a Shutterfly makes them into puzzles. So I thought that was a neat idea. I love that. Yeah, it was cute. Cute it's idea. And gives you an activity to do while you're hunkered down. 
For sure. I love it. All right. So the next one is um, sunglasses that someone gifted us last year. Melissa and Maria both gave to us um, Gooder sunglasses. They're adorable. The price point is really reasonable. I think they're around $30, which for good running sunglasses is really reasonable. And they have all kinds of fun colors and they don't break. And um, the ones that we have that were given to us were Hanukkah sunglasses. They're super cute. And I'm looking forward to wearing them with you again this year, Lisa. That reminds me, I need, I need to talk to you offline. We got to figure out how we're going to do our turkey, turkey burn-off. Burn our, our annual board meeting of, of the Run Farther and Faster co-founders. Yeah, and the Gooder sunglasses are actually only $25. they are $25. Oh, so okay. yeah, super. And the eyewear, um, the ones that Melissa and Maria gave us all the time, even when it's not Hanukkah. And they don't slip, they don't fog up, they're really comfortable, they're not too tight on your head. And I really like to, they all, if I'm not wearing them, they'll sit on top of my head, like really securely, and I can run with them on top of my head. So just another pitch for the Gooder sunglasses. You want to hit the next one from our yeah. favorite stores? So, yes. So we are, full disclosure, Lululemon ambassadors. We love everything Lululemon, but we thought it would be really redundant to just basically just, you know, Recommend all Lululemon goods. <laughs> all Lululemon, but there are some Lululemon products that we are going to talk about soon. Um, we hit the apparel section, but in terms of the accessory section, um, the one product that I really like is the Everywhere Everywhere Belt Bag. The price point is thirty-eight dollars. It's a nice gift. It's a sort of a small but very stylish fanny pack. It can be worn for running, but it can be also easily be worn um, when you're out and about if you don't want to carry a purse. So you can just kind of use it as a crossover over um, one shoulder so you can keep your hands free. It's really adorable. And then the last one on our accessories decor that we love is Alephine Tulia Mux resilient Ali resiliency beanies on her Etsy shop and of course Alphine was the winner of the Olympic trials marathon in Atlanta which seems like 20 last years race ago. the <laughs> last race before it was really like the last the last race that we got to watch and, and do you remember we all watched it at your house which again like you said feels like um a, a lifetime ago now Oh my gosh, for sure. So um, she made these resiliency beanies after sustaining an injury and wanting to do something with her time. And they are so popular that they sell out really, really fast. But she updates her Etsy shop often. It's under Alley Resiliency Beanies and they're super cute. So kind of keep your eye on that. And once she gets some up, they sell out pretty fast. So um, grab one when you can. So our next category is apparel. So Lisa, why don't you talk about the first one? Yeah, this one is the one that you had recommended that I just went to check out before we started this podcast. And I'm going to be ordering these because a question came up again on our call last night about good warm gloves for the for the really cold temperatures in the winter. And my what I mentioned was that for me, and again, I have Raynaud's, so my hands get cold very fast, um, is that the hand warmers are key, but also wearing mittens versus gloves. Gloves, your fingers are separated, hand just tends to get colder, you'll feel the cold more, it's harder to get warmed up when you have a mitten on it, it just circulates the air better and the warmth. So a mitten with a uh, little hotties hand warmer, which is another um, one of our favorites, the little hotties. But you sent me this link to White Paws Run Mitts, which is a woman owned black owned business that sells these really sweet, super comfortable looking fleece um, masks, gaiters and mittens. Uh, so I'm actually, as soon as we get off, this, gonna go finish my order and order a new pair because the pair I have, which I do love, was um, from one of our previous favorite items, which was run lights, but they are no longer in business. And so I'm just afraid that these run lights, very comfy uh, fleece 
mittens are going to either get lost or somehow need to be replaced or at least have something to rotate in. So I'm going to order some when we get off the phone. All right, so I'm going to lump the next two together because this is pretty much my running outfit. Me too. <laughs> Me too. True. It is first the Lululemon Fast and Free tights. Um, they come in all colors. They're they're so so comfortable. They're very flattering, and they have pockets on the sides to put things in. But um, well, I guess all pockets you put things in. So that really. Oh, but they're good pockets for like where you can put your phone. They're, they're secure pockets. And I will, yeah. okay. I will make one one quick mention that there's the fast and free type, and then there's the speed up type, and they both have the same um, features with the pockets on the side. Fast and free are thinner. And um, a little bit cool, like, you know, if you like to run a little cooler, the um, speed up tights are a little bit thicker and more compression-y, and they also come in the winter with a brushed, um, you can get the brushed kind of inside a little bit warmer. So if you're looking for a warmer, same style, same features, I like the speed up tights, but the fast and freer ones that I think most people we know like um, with a little bit lighter weight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm more of a fast and free girl. I just feel like they're, at least for me, I just, I don't even feel like I'm wearing tights when I'm wearing. They're so, they're so light, but they keep me just warm enough. I, I tend to run cold like you, but I don't typically get cold, as cold on my legs. So I really like them and they come in reflective colors as well. So um, for those looking to purchase a gift for someone else or for yourself at it's no more expensive to buy the tights in a reflective pattern. So because winter's here and the days are darker earlier, uh, just we suggest buying the reflective ones. And the other part of my indoor running outfit all winter is the Another Mile jacket by Lululemon. This is a splurge, we, we know, but I wear mine seriously almost every day all winter long. So for me, if you break it down uh, how much it costs day to day, I'm definitely getting my money's worth. I think I've talked about this before. What's really nice about it, it has two layers and you can remove the inner layer if you want to wear it on a day that's like in the 40s and then keep in the inner layer on days colder than that. Um, it's, it truly keeps me warm all winter long. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Um, the, the, for, for men, the Lululemon ABC pants, that's a, a popular option, I know. So we've talked about women's clothing, but uh, Lululemon ABC pants are a good option for men. Um, you want to talk about the next one? We've had, this was recommended by, um, by some of our runners, which I haven't worn per personally, but this feature sounds really great. Yes. So this was recommended very passionately by one of our runners, Sam Spolter, but then we also noticed that several runners echoed um, her sentiment, and that is the very popular Wazelle fly-out long-sleeve shirt. What's special about this shirt is not only does it come in many colors and size ranges, but also it has this cool slit for your garment. How many times in the winter have you had your sleeves or your oh, jacket my only frustration. Your garment and you, you just are like, oh, a mile just went off. I wonder what mile, how, what mile I'm in now. And you're like, well, I don't really want to roll up my sleeve to look because I'm too cold. Yeah, so or I can't because my gloves are you like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it's even hard to sometimes put on the jacket or the shirt. You've got to put it on first and then put the watch on. Yeah, it's always a, you know, it's, it's always a struggle. So I thought that was a really cool feature. For sure. So um, that, then there's, um, oh, 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 go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Are we going to finish and about finish that one? Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. It. So the last one we wanted to mention is when it was just, uh, you've heard of these, I hadn't, they were just introduced to us, um, Lily Trotter's compression gear. And I was just looking at the website and same thing, I'm going to get off and I'm going to order some. Um, first of all, it's a woman owned, women founded business with a really great mission of empowering women, although they do have men's options. But um, we always talked about, talk about uh, compression gear for after long runs or hard workouts and, um, and, and as recovery. Some people like to run in them. I personally like them as recovery. Recovery. And, uh, and these look uh, super, they're, the reason they were founded um, was because the founder really thought a lot of compression gear was just uncomfortable and tight. So these, and, and not so fashionable. So these are comfortable, um, but still uh, medical grade compression and soft and fashionable. And like I said, have a mission of promoting um, strong women. And they even have a, a battle axe line that is, is, dedicated to strong women. So I thought that was really neat. And like I said, I'm going to get off and order myself a pair along with the mittens. Love it. Um, well, we hope that everyone found this list fun and helpful. And again, we will provide a link to the list that we made along with links to where you can find these products. Um, we were very transparent. I hope the, the one company we are affiliated with as we are ambassadors is Lululemon, but otherwise, um, these are just products that we found, um, and the products we mentioned for Lululemon are products that we wear all the time. So these are products that we believe in, and we really believe that um, for the most part, they will enhance your running. And if they aren't enhancing your running, it'll just make your life more fun. <laughs> so um, Or make a good gift for that person in your life, yes. and you're like, what can I get them? You know, a lot of these even are great for non-runners, so... For sure. Ideas. This yep. is super fun, Lisa. I really enjoyed going. I know shopping now I'm going to go shop. Now I'm going to go <laughs> go spend a lot of money on the things we've talked about. So, absolutely. So, Lisa, I hope you have a great week. Thanks, Julie. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Farther and Faster Boston Marathon podcast. We want to give a special thanks to our editor, Aaron Bryan. And if you enjoyed this episode and enjoy listening to our podcast, please share it with others. And please leave a review if you haven't done so already on iTunes. Thanks for listening and have a great week.